Hi, and welcome back to Unsighted, the internet's least reliable English lit podcast. I'm Chantel. And I'm Amy. And uh, we've been having a time. How's everyone? Um, I'm good. And I see you have both your eyes. I do have both my eyes. Uh, thank you. I So I needed an eye surgery on Thursday. Nothing gross, just like a laser one because of my retina. But um, it's good that I got it because now I have vision. So we're here and it's all good. But yeah, I've been like in and out of so many appointments. I've been exhausted all the time because they're always like dilating my eyes and like, here, stare into this light. And you're the Catholic of the podcast and I was the atheist, but this week I have seen God so many times because they have my eyelids dilated and me stare directly into the brightest light light in the world. Um, So I've been doing that. And then um, I I did the surgery thing, which was not fun. And now my eye just like hurts, but it's cool. (laughs) And you are not a pirate, so I can't make any Pirate McGee jokes. I know. I was gonna wear an eye patch, but then I got tired of being vertical when I was at the pharmacy, so I gave up and left. I like tried to stop someone who was working there and I was like, hey, excuse me. And she like sprinted away from me down the aisle. I was like, okay. Was your eye the size of a golf ball? Like (laughs) kind of is right now? Cause like there. It's quite possible because I had like just gotten out of the surgery. Yeah, but you have both your eyes um, and you're able to see like a normal seeing eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're seeing all your reds as well. Do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? R. No, a pirate's one true love is the C. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's where we're at today. (laughs) So because Chantel is on the mend and has graciously still agreed to be here today, we're going to have a relatively short episode. Because... (laughs) Because Because it's an audio medium, but I still can't look at screens for too long, and I need to somewhat do that. And I'm going to be running it because, again, Chantel's brain was lasered Thursday. She's living on a prayer, you know, because now she has seen God. Always. So I'm going to be leading today's podcast, I guess. And it's going to be less of a, like, regular thing that we usually do and more of a poetry reading because, again, it's a short episode. But it is also Valentine's Day, so we're going to talk about love and sexuality and stuff which is going to be fun because i'm a prude i kind of wish it wasn't an audio medium because the the face of disgust amy made when she said (laughs) the word love is just like something that i feel needs to be captured in some medium (laughs) which is bad because i am in love or whatever (laughs) i like we can do it but we don't have to talk about it (laughs) like this is Fine. Ew, David. So today we're going to talk about this book that I bought in 2018, but is from 2017, called the Hashtag Indian Love Poems by Tennille K. Campbell. Awesome. So I'm going to start by saying um, that I currently reside on unceded Anishinaabe Algonquin people territory. Yeah, and I am on unceded territory as well of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. And if you have heard the podcast before, you probably know that we are very committed to justice, but we are really learning and unlearning all the time. So um, if there is 
anything that we get wrong, please feel free to correct us. And we are just doing our best to be involved in reconciliation and um, creating an environment where everyone's voices are heard. Yeah. Even though we talk about white guys all the time because of the English lit canon. Um, but today we're going to turn that on its head and we're going to talk about an indigenous writer who I will give you her biography within the next couple of seconds. But she has a website and on her website she says um, that we're welcome to use her work for personal and educational purposes with proper citation. So I will have an actual citation in our actual show notes. Good. <laughs> That's going to be a lot for us, but it's okay because it's worth it. And um, this is both personal and educational because we make no money out of this. Um, so keeping that in mind, if you have enjoyed her writing that we're going to share with you today, you know, she has on her website links to um, support her through her life and studies, I guess, if you will. Uh, we will be contributing as well as people who are going to be sharing her work yes. with you today. Yeah. If you've ever felt like um, donating to us on Patreon or something or buy me a coffee, we don't have that. Always please donate to a cause of your choice if you feel like contributing, but this is our recommended this week. Yes. So Tennille K. Campbell is a Dene Métis author and photographer from the English River First Nation in Saskatchewan. Of course, this is the land that some people know as Saskatchewan. There's a lot of settler influence on how we name things in this land that is currently known as Canada, so we will keep that in mind going forward. But for geographical purposes that are known widely, I guess, Saskatchewan. If you want to refer to this land that we all live on, most of our listeners, the vast, vast majority, are in the lands currently known as the United States and Canada, which is broadly referred to as Turtle Island in many indigenous cultures. Correct, Amundo. Um, so she completed her Master's of Fine Arts in Creative Writing from UBC, that is the University of British Columbia, and is enrolled in her PhD at the University of Saskatchewan, or as it's not known, USASC. <laughs> I'm adding some flair. Um, her inaugural poetry book, hashtag... Indian Love Poems, which is what we're talking about today, was published in 2017 and is an award-winning collection of poetry that focuses on indigenous erotica, using humor and storytelling to reclaim and explore ideas of indigenous sexuality. Right up your alley, Amy. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We know you love erotica. <laughs> I am approved, but this is fine. She's also the artist behind Sweet Moon Photography and the co-creator of Tea and Bannock. She currently resides in Saskatoon. So she has an Instagram, which I will give you the link for in the show notes as well, but it's at Sweet Moon Photo, but she, she's quite fun. So she's uh, currently doing her PhD and I think that's, that's really cool, you know, considering what she's already published. PhDs are hard already and to do that when you like separately publishing different work is very impressive. Yeah. So she also has another poetry book which I don't have called Nedi Nezu. I completely butchered that. I am 100% certain and I'm apologizing. You're very French. But it translates to good medicine Um, that was published in 2021. It's good. It's good. So today we're going to be talking about, okay, so what's fun with this book of poetry is that they are all numbered, but they're not sequential. Oh, don't know what to do about that. It's kind of fun. Do you think they're numbered in the order they were written in? I have no idea. I have not explored that enough. Okay. I'm going to start with the one I think that really embodies some of the problems that exist in how a lot of settlers view indigenous people. Okay. And their right to exist as full human beings. Okay. Yeah. Hi guys, it's Amy. I'm jumping in today post-recording to say that the poem we're about to read includes a 
word that is a slur against indigenous people, specifically against indigenous women. The writer clearly uses it in a reclamatory way in her poem, but Chantal and I realized that it's not our word to reclaim, so we've decided to censor it in our speech today. However, if you do want to read the full text in the author's own words and voice, we encourage you to buy the book but at the moment, we do not feel comfortable putting our voice to that word. So we do talk afterwards about how we felt about hearing and saying the word and reading it. And we hope that you will use this time to also reflect on the words that you use in your speech, um, in your day-to-day -day lives. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll get on with the show. Um, so this is poem 608, which is called In One Glance. Okay. In one glance, in one nod, you shelved me in that dirty little section between and slut because pure sexuality was too broad a concept for you. So the problem must have been me and my oral ways as opposed to you and your systematic suppression. I stand up tall and proud, sensuality in the pout of my lips, the curve of my hips, the swell of my breast, and I smile. Judge me all that you want, Moninas. I enjoy being woman, being sexual, being free, claim my own partners, to crack up in bed, to throw back my head with laughter, to find joy between sheets under stars within him, him, and him, whoever I want. I am not your Pocahontas, your naughty your brown baby, your red skin lover. I am nothing to you. You are nothing to me. I define my sexuality. I define my boundaries. I decide who I take into my bed, into my mouth, into my body, into my heart. I decide not you. So judge me when I laugh and smile. Toss my hair back. Two-stepping with your friends. Leaning close and smelling that smell. Lacing my fingers together with tonight's sweeties. Judge me. I dare you. And I think that's a very powerful go-fuck-yourself type of poem. And I like it. I get it. I get I get reclaiming words that have been used to systemically oppress your people, right? Yeah. They make me so uncomfortable to hear. Yeah, it was not comfortable to read. And I think they should. I think that yeah. it should make us uncomfortable that those words have been used in such a derogatory way. That was a very powerful poem. And I think... It's very like, okay, I said we weren't going to do a lot of commentary, but I'm going to do some commentary. I think it's a lot of, like, so much of being indigenous is manipulated by the settler government mm -hmm. and by settler people. And, well, frankly, there's not a lot of agency to being indigenous, is there? Because of the constraints that settler nations have. And I think it's really empowering to have these books, like this literature, and especially like these poems today that we're going to go through, to reclaim some of that agency that was taken away. You know, there's like, there's nuance here about like you know being a woman and having sexual agency blah 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 but there's also just like you know it's it's nice to have access to these voices who are reclaiming as much as yeah um i think there's this is definitely like intersectionality because she's judged as a woman she's being judged as indigenous yeah and she's being judged as an indigenous woman and we talked last week about like perks of being a wallflower and sam's character um like reclaiming her sexuality and still being called names but yeah. like there's a different type of judgment toward indigenous women and their sexuality than there is toward like white women and their sexuality for sure yeah and the um the word for white man which i tried to read but failed because uh, languages are hard um is defined somewhere in here oh here it is um no it does not tell me how to pronounce it but it does tell me that it's white person in Cree. side note if you live somewhere where you are a settler and there are indigenous peoples in that area i think it's beneficial to learn the languages of the indigenous people who live in that area as well, or who have like historically occupied those lands. Or at least try. Try to learn some language, like some, some words, 
I think language is a really powerful tool through which we see the world. The way your language describes the world shapes the way that you see the world. And learning languages that are not your own native language help you understand the world in a broader way that like help you understand other cultures better yeah and like i we had at our redacted school we had a class on um of learning and i took it and not good at remembering words um so all i remember is which if i remembered it correctly means i want to be asleep or want to go to bed <laughs> That is Which very you. Which says a lot about me as a person. But even though I don't remember like most of the vocabulary and I remember some of the grammar structure, what I learned the most about that course, and I think, you know, like learning languages is hard in general. Learning an indigenous language is also very difficult because you can't learn it in a way you learn settler languages. That's not going to work. There's very little overlap between like European languages and indigenous languages. But what I think I gleaned the most throughout this course or these courses that I took is the cultural aspect of what the language means to the Anishinaabe people and how it's used within their culture. And it just gave me a greater understanding of the world and, you know, the people who were here before me and who will be here after me and who are here with me at the moment and how much I benefit from being here. Mm -hmm. So even if you like have a hard time learning languages, like learning languages is hard in general, but learning about culture through language is not. Yes. So take that from your dyslexic best friend. <laughs> You're also fully bilingual. So you do have like a little bit of a like a higher language standard than most people do yeah or not maybe not most people on earth but like most people in north america i would say yeah i think also what happens with linguistic minorities yes that is true uh, so french is french is my first language it is a linguistic minority in canada but i didn't have a choice but to learn english mm -hmm. you have to learn french you have to learn an indigenous language but you can just catch on english it's a lot easier to just have to learn it by osmosis yeah. than any other language. Yeah. Um, and I took like a teaching English class where we talked about like how English is used globally. And we were very much like, yeah, English is a colonial language, but it can be reclaimed for like people to have a better way to speak to each other as a lingua franca. Like someone who speaks standard Chinese as a first language and someone who speaks like French as a first language can speak to each other in English. And it doesn't need to be the same English in every part of the world. Yeah. This became a linguistics lessons with Amy we and Chantel. We love linguistics. Oh, I love talking about linguistics, but we'll stop now because <laughs> I know that's not interesting to everybody. But anyways, all this to say, we're going to keep going. Okay, so this is poem 487. He texts me late at night, lights up the shadows in the small room I never shared with him. I hurt you. Take me back. Sorry, sorry. She ain't you. It's been a year of fighting against his expectation of forgiveness. Coming home, taking him back to our bed. 365 days of choosing me and my heart over him and his sadness. I have cried a thousand rivers for what was, what could have been, what should have been. I have watched the moon grow full over and over again. I have watched the seasons ebb and flow. I have come full circle with the earth, using each season to connect with lost friends, forgotten families, and I have remembered the stories of who I was, where I came from, and what I will be. But I don't text him back. Okay, so what I really like about this writer, I think, is that she'll take something really simple and really mundane, like a booty call from an ex, and just make it like so beautiful and chilling and haunting. <laughs> like what the heck? That's so good. I Yeah, I think like when I read this the first time, 
I had just gotten into dating. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm a prude. Don't don't come for me. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone has their own life stage timeline. But it just it it got me to like this point in my like attitude of like you know swiping right and then nobody answering your messages or whatever to like just not give a fuck honestly. And I thought it was really fun. So yeah, I really like it. I really like how this one's also about like having agency of your emotional state. I like that. I like that poem a lot. I'm going to share one that I think is fun. I wasn't going to share it, but I just found it again and I remembered I wanted to, I wanted to read it. So it's poem 704. It's called Hockey Players. Yes. I will be uncomfortable reading this for reasons that will become apparent as I go through it. Oh no. (laughs) Hockey players make love like they're waiting for applause, waiting to go home, tell the stories between round of beers and video games. Shaking my head, I pull him down to me, biting lips, scratching back feeling his chest hair scrape against my breast, his fingers deep within me, his tongue fucking my mouth, and I smile. I mark him, biting his fingers, taste pleasure from his hand, arching my back, opening up, letting him claim territory and privilege. He smells of sweat and sex, energy thrumming through him as he dresses quickly, hissing as the scratches on his back remind him of me. He is still grinning when he creeps out the door. He has a story to share, you know, of that Indian girl who liked it rough and dirty, never knowing that I've claimed my story on his neck, back, dick, hands, and he's my story now. How does it feel? Dang, girl. I just, they're all so, like, punchy. Yeah, you know? they're very powerful. Like, they're very empowering, I think. And also, like, we've all met a hockey player. All right. This is poem 12. It's called, She's Got a Bannock Bum. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Okay. It's fun. I'm telling you, these are fun. She's got a bannock bum, flat and lean, yet fluffy and thick. Cree woman of my heart, sidestepping into my view. Bannock bum a swaying, my heart a racing. The drum swings deep, her knees bend low. Her long, lovely back and upper thigh contract. My heart swoons, a war cry echoes for her, for that bannock bum that sways away to the beat of the drum. Isn't that cute as heck? I think it's cute as I- heck. <laughs> know if that's supposed to be like ironic in a sense like there's a line in popular where they're talking about one of the like popular guys the tv show you mean yeah yeah Yeah. sorry the tv show popular by ryan murphy not the current song that's trending on tiktok indeed i like from wicked yeah okay indeed they're like it's like he's got two little puppies wrapped up in a blanket and it's supposed to be funny so i don't know if it's supposed to be like kind of funny i think it's supposed to be like cute you know okay i think it's supposed to be a compliment yeah yeah i definitely am getting that what is the name of this book if people want to purchase it and how can they purchase it called hashtag indian love poems and i will tell you how to purchase it okay so if you want to buy this you have a couple choices you have you can buy it on amazon you know the paperback is 17 dollars. the kindle is nine then chapters also has it for a similar price it was published by signature editions that's the publisher here so you can buy it directly from the publisher if you feel to go that way i don't know if this applies for every book but typically if you want to access a book and you don't have the financial means to do so you can request it at your local library and they'll like get and license the book specifically for like you and anyone else who wants to read it you know so that's another third option um where the author still gets compensated again i'm reading a lot of this for educational purposes the education being here she's great (laughs) get educated i think we're gonna end on this one it's uh i write these love poems it's uh poem number 231 and i think it speaks to the purpose of all these poems I write these love poems for the young women who get their first kiss behind the house of their best friends, who get their first kiss on dusty red roads, the laughter of their cousins hanging in the air. I write these love poems for the ladies doing masters who fall in love with the jailbird, for the ladies at home with a kid on their hip, while baby daddy still plays like he's still the star of the basketball team, for the ladies who work all night and go home to cuddle up, 
with their man just starting his day. I write these love poems for the women who have fucked in bathroom, cars, trucks, elevators, movie theaters, for the women who have shared intimate feelings only in bedroom behind closed doors, for the women who still wait for the one passed down by oral stories. I write these love poems for the women who love the soft shapes of women, for the men who look at their men and grin, that meaningful powwow grin, for the ones who carry two spirits, and for the ones who love everyone. Aww, that one's so nice! Not to cry, <laughs> but I like how all-inclusive these are. Like, they're so personal, but they're still so very, like, wholesome. I think, like, you know, like not like in yeah. the, like cute way but in, like in like fulsome of yeah. the representation of the human experience if you will or in the specific yeah, case totally. the indigenous experience um yeah and i encourage you to look up more and learn more about like indigenous voices and listen to indigenous led podcasts we are just doing a short episode and we are not wanting to replace those voices at all we want to just like recommend those voices but yeah so that was a lot of fun we'll link to tenille's if i can call her tenille i hope you're on a first name basis i'm on a first name basis i've never met her but we're um we're gonna link to that in our show notes and we will there'll be all the information if you want to like support her through her studies and work and yeah thank you for bringing those poems to us of today, course Amy. happy valentine's day i guess also happy valentine's day everyone <laughs> <laughs> love is weird <laughs> But if you're celebrating, then happy Valentine's Day. Love is fun. I think that the greatest loves are all the loves, including friendship and community love. And we love you guys. Yeah. All our listeners. Good. Cool. Okay. Miigwech. That means thank you for listening. And we hope to see you in two weeks. And as always, we're excited unavailable. Though there is actually one this week. So like, please look at the show notes. <laughs> My mouth's really spitty today.